each individual European country that is uh, protesting at the moment has variously different reasons for doing so. Um, and I suppose our own predicament really, especially for ourselves here in Clare, um, you know, we, we've had a lot of policies there like the, the, the Green Deal, Farm to Fork policies. And, you know, there's an awful lot of things we're trying to promote the positive side of, of uh, farming. And unfortunately, in the last number of years, we have found that the farming community has been, um, <clears throat> I suppose, desecrated because we're we're told how bad we are for the environment, how bad we are for Everton. And, and you know, to be honest, everybody has to eat food. And there's only a limited number of food producers uh, within the county and within the country. And to, to be blackening our names and making people feel bad for being farmers and having animals and told we're doing all this damage, you know, it's, sure, it is, it is, in our opinion, it's nonsense. And it, uh, the, we're, we're con constantly trying to substantiate ourselves and, and, and promote ourselves and, and work with people to try and show that, that we do have a, a very strong environment ambition. Um, but we're not being listened to. We have a government in place that just won't listen to us. Is it a widely held belief that your names are being blackened, Tom, or is it just a case that certain practices are worse for the environment than others? We can say certain practices. Most farmers, uh, like the most farmers there who are intensively farming, are very good, fantastic farm managers. They very easy for those fellows who are who are very good at managing grassland and managing animals and animal husbandry that they can actually do an awful lot for the environment because they've got a very high le level of management skill um we've had the we've had a derogation there in in a lot of farms there from basically based on stocking density and it's, it's farmers who are in the derogation, the people who are heavily intensive farming are, you know, as I said earlier, they are good farm managers and they, they will do whatever is necessary to continue production and to do their utmost for the environment. Obviously, as you said, there are different reasons for protests across Europe, depending on the nature of the farming sector in specific countries. But what are the main bugbears of farmers in Ireland at the moment? Well, the foundation to what, what's actually happened there is cap money, which is common agricultural policy. And going back to my father's time, back over 30 years ago, when cap was really enhanced to to uh, encourage production and get people farming and get good farming practices moving in the right direction. Um, that common agricultural policy supports uh, has now changed and it's gone from food production and it's slipping into the environment. And part of our problem is that we are still producing food at below cost. And the reward for producing food is not substantiating the farming community. And we're not been paid enough for the food that we do produce. So what we're asking for is, if you have an environment ambition, add to the common agricultural policy, encourage environmental uh, ambition to extra money put into farming and not take it from uh, the low cost food production side of things and, and you know put real money into the farmer's pockets. Like we've had the nitrates derogation loss, we've had the nature restoration law, and 
to really upset people. I, I mean, you have a proposed Mercosur trade deal, which is going to bring in food into Europe, uh, pork, beef, chicken, into Europe. And it's it's not coming from the same standard of farming that we have here in Ireland. In fact, they're going to go out and they're probably going to knock a rainforest to produce the food <clears throat> to sustain people rather than using the food that we are capable of producing with, uh, with good environmental standards. Do you believe that subsidies are necessary in order to achieve environmental aims? I do, yeah. I mean... Um, we we look there at the dynamics of farming within the county, um, and I suppose you're looking at the the full time farmers there. The majority are dairy farmers. I myself am a beef farmer, and there's not that many full time beef farmers left within the county, and <clears throat> that's a huge change that has taken place over the last twenty years, and it's an awful lot is down to really like farming just has not sustained people to remain full-time working on the land, working on the farm, producing the same level of food. And that, that in itself has a negative impact on the, on the rural communities because all of a sudden you have people farming, but they're part-time farming, so they're either doing this at five, five six o'clock in the morning or six or seven o'clock in the evening when they come home from work. And I think food production deserves the respect and the respect is that if somebody is prepared to produce food and, and eliminate that job from everybody else's life, that you, you, are, you are rewarded in doing so for it. Given the fact that it's not the first time farmers have raised their voices in Ireland in recent times, do you believe that it will force the minister to sit up and listen? Well, the minister has to sit up and listen because the minister hasn't listened to us at all. Um, we've constantly... <clears throat> Uh, been lobbying our TDs and senators in the county of which we've got seven. Um, we have failed to get our points across. We have food production issues. We've got ash dieback trees within the county that has nothing has been done on that. We have a bark beetle in Cratlow and nobody seems to know a whole pile about what's going on. And we've we're just slowly but surely we've been left in the long finger and, and the government policy, like even, even the zone residential land tax for the farming community that's caught up in, in, in that scenario. I, I, I can't believe in a, a democracy that we live in today would, would actually lean on a certain person within the community to force them to sell their land for development, totally against the wishes of, we, of, of what they want to do with their own property. And just finally, Tom, uh, what will be taking place this evening? Um, this evening at four o'clock, there'll be three meeting points. Um, one will be set right, and I'll be there myself in charge of that one. Uh, the next will be at Bromoland, and uh, Rosalind O'Reilly and uh, Kieran Woods will be the main people who will be contacted there. And at Junction 13, then Adrian Brooks will be organising uh, and the meetup point there is Duggan's pub.